From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Fade the music down so quickly. Goodness gracious. I don't want to fade it down quickly because you're not talking. This is our time when we shout at each other. This oh, is the here. time. This is, yeah. yeah. See, that's what I was saying, Bill George. <laughs> Trying to tell you during the break. Yeah. This is the time on Sprockets when we scream. I'll tell you, like I told Shriner, I have like eight different shows that I run the board for, and everybody wants it their way. Okay? So that's- now you're getting it my way. What? Yeah, exactly. Oh, wait, wait. What? what happened? He is not used to people turning on and off his mic. Ball. I don't. I don't like it. It, it. it freaks me out. I don't like. I don't like somebody in control of my body, my choice. Here's your board. Thank you. It is uh, the Big <laughs> and Wild Outdoors. Bring gun. Uh, we got Vince Noble j- sitting in here with us. Uh, the Don Good of Indian morning. Rocks Beach. Bill George has graced us with his lovely presence, and of course, uh, Slurk is also over there in his darkened studio. Because Two- I'm bad man. Two things. I had to post it on my Facebook page when I was coming down. Turned the corner this morning at the radio station, looked down at the end of the hall. Did anybody else instantly grab I'm their knives you, besides yeah, me? I, no, I've, I've, I've said that every time I walk through this I building. I turned that corner, and my hand immediately went to the bench <laughs> made, and I was like, here we go. It's, gonna, it's on now. Uh, and I can describe it to you. If you've ever seen the movie... Um, uh, Shining. Well, I was going to be more descriptive. Where uh, a lonely, where a man and his wife and his young precious son get trapped in a large hotel overlook out in the middle of a snowy mountainous retreat. The one scene where the two little girls are at the end of the hallway when he comes around the corner with his little big wheel, you know, Danny, do you want to come play with us? If you look down the these dark studio, hallway, the dark hallways here at the at the studios. You know, it's a long hallway. I mean, what is it, a hundred and something yards long from one end yeah, to the other at least? Like so, you know, you got you got radio station, uh, uh, you know, boots on either side, and you got production studios and blah, blah, blah. So you got all these little little red lights at the top that just kind of have an eerie glow in a darkened hallway. And at the very end of it, lit up like a Christmas tree, are these two little girls where they're holding hands. <laughs> and you looked up the hallway and you're like, hey, what are they do- doing here? <laughs> Sons of, well, that was kind of freaky. So I, I went and I kind of did the experience on my uh, Facebook page where I, when you turn the corner and you're in the dark, I took a picture. You can just see it down at the end. You get halfway and you're like, what are they? And then you get at the end and you're like, hey, oh, okay. Hi, Danny. Do you want to come play with us? I'll do a Facebook Live on break. I'll do no, it no. so you can see it. That's, no. that's, that's the thing. I, so I rounded that same corner. I looked down, I saw him, I didn't care. Yeah, because you didn't know what it meant. You didn't know anything about it. He's in his own little world. <laughs> he I is. He's I like, don't care. I'm in my own little corner in my own little world I can do. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. But, but uh, the three normal, you know, I'm individuals. I'm glad we weren't packing because I'm going to tell you exactly. how many times I've come around, I think I've thought yeah. about, like, shooting holes in that door. Yeah, thank pop, God pop, for pop. Beasley's uh, no-carry policy. We'd all been on a knee. <laughs> take out the uh, take out the door of the uh, digital director's office, so it would have been really bad. Uh, so that was our first experience of the morning. But I did want to give you a little thank you and a little uh, 
a little praise. I was listening to Shriner's show this past week and, and actually did hear you mention what you just talked about, the fact that, you know, when I'm in here doing the Big and Wild show and, and having to run the board and everybody wants something different and everything else like that, and it was uh, it was nice. Thank you. Thank hey, you for well, the, I look out for you guys. I like you guys you, for, you the for the most part. For the shout out. Oh, that's because we gave you a donut. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what it was. Yeah. Bribe them with food. Bill George comes in with the KK, man. It was awesome, man. The Krispy Creamers. <gasps> I wish I drank coffee because it would have probably gone really good with coffee. You don't drink coffee? Uh, you know, How I, are you a hunter that doesn't drink coffee? Because I, I'm one of those people that coffee has a reverse effect on. Makes you sleepy? Uh, I, I drink two cups of coffee and I'm like, okay. We're going yeah, down to Miami getting see, you a cup of Cuban. I see. You got, the only one that actually worked was the one that we that Glenn had blended. The, oh, the Big man. and Wild coffee that we had made. He needs to get us some. I need that recipe. What was the one? Not the uh, the quick start. Quick. Quick shot. Quick shot. Yeah, quick shot. I drink two cups of that, and uh, I think I wake up on Thursday. <laughs> it's like, uh, oh, man. It was just, I'd get the, the handshakes, and you're like, uh, you know, uh, I go in there and tell the kids, hey, Dad's home. Uh, he's going to go take a nap right now, and I go in and vibrate the bed like one of those cheap motel uh, vibrating beds. I do miss that because you'd come in in the morning on the show, and Glenn would already have the coffee brewing. Yeah, but he's a coffee guy. Yeah, he 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 can't go without. I mean, he's like coffee guy. He's like Shriner. He comes in here, uh, make a cup of coffee, and then as soon as he gets two sips, hi fellas, how's it going? Hey, you guys ready to do it? Hey, it's gonna be a great show. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, he's just, some real that ugly radio t- voice you got right there. <laughs> well, what did you be, drink this morning? <laughs> you can't be in radio without knowing how to do the pukey radio voice. Come Ugh. on, man. Oh. I mean, seriously. I had two donuts. That's what yes. I meant. Look, I'm already starting to start to get the crack out edge here. <laughs> <laughs> he does. The sugar what, is it, what is Glenn going to do for uh, a Krispy Kreme donut now? That would be right. good. That yeah. would be really no, good. Glenn, or, Glenn. So I, yeah, no, I'm, I said Glenn because I, I, right. I was wondering where he's at. And then, But you got Brayden. What is Brayden going to do? I don't well, know. Well, I tell you, Glenn would not have brought Krispy Kreme donuts. He would have brought hole-in-one donuts. Those but. are fabuloso as well. I mean, uh, uh, but I drink, I eat two of those, and uh, I'll be good for the day. I won't yeah. even eat lunch. Uh, those things are those things are awesome. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we are the Big and Wild Outdoors. Thank you for getting up this morning and joining us on this uh, kind of not so steamy uh, morning. <laughs> it was disgusting out this morning. You know, I love it. When the, I love it when those weather people get on there and like ah. It's less humidity. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be. It's gonna feel fabulous. I walk outside and I go, where, 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 where do I need to stand for this? Do I need to go somewhere hey, around Del Mabry? In Zephyr Hills, it was a little bit nicer than it had. They been. say north of I four. Well, we're south of I four. I walked over out here. the door and I was like, oh, what is going on this morning? Yeah, where's huh? all this uh, blustery, warm, uh, cool, drier air? In Zephyr Hills, I'm kind of like in this little dip south of Zephyr Hills. And that cool air really does settle in there a little bit better than it does over here in St. Pete area. Well, lucky you, Bill George. Yeah. Well, we're flat over here, and it just, you know, Gulf breeze. Rolls right well, off. Yeah, it just rolls right off into the <laughs> It goes back and forth, back and forth, so it's no big deal. Yeah. But uh, I saw uh, Jim McCullough and the boys up there in Georgia. We're, so, we're really enjoying some nice cooler temperatures with the push through of the, the cold front that stalled out north of I-4. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, and, you know, they got 50s up in Tallahassee. So if I know there's a lot of guys out in the woods today up uh, south of Perry and 
hanging out there on the West Coast that are really enjoying their days in the woods today. Seriously, it's a it's going to be a nice day up there. Not so much down here. I know, I know our boy Toby's been out in the woods, and he said it's been really nice in the mornings when he gets out there. Yeah, well, you know, that's Brooksville area, and like Bill George says, you know, you, you actually have hills up there, and, you know, you can actually go down in a little lower area, and, and all of a sudden oh. it's, you know, 20 degrees cooler down there than it is at the top of the hill. So uh, it's nice up there where he is. I used to love getting up there around Citrus on the backside of Inverness and all that area up there. Because it would be nice and cool up there, and you'd find those pockets of nice, cool breeze or whatever down there. It was always, always a good thing. Not like being at Disney World where you're just going, does somebody not pay the electric bill around here? Is there, like, no air conditioning out here or what? You well, would think those Disney the, engineers would figure out a way to keep it cool they, outside they did, of Disney. They did. They, they did. did. It's called Hall of Presidents. Yeah. Let's go there. <laughs> Let's just go sit there for an hour. Yeah, because they cut down. They stopped the old Pirates of the Caribbean, right? That's where everybody else used to go. Uh, they, what do you mean they stopped what, it? Hold on. What? Yeah. Well, I think it, during the COVID, I know that before COVID, they shut it down for a little while. I think they were changing it because it wasn't. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was not uh, politically correct. Uh, where there was a guy chasing a woman around a barrel in the and the, mar- well, like, the market uh, well, area. Well, he was chasing the girl around the barrel. Was the he chasing the girl? Or was the girl just behind him? A no, little he was. He was. You could see he was in uh, hot pursuit. So here's the question, though. It's it's like, what do you expect pirates to really do? Do you just has anybody ever really met one of these pirates and well, says, you know what? They've been <laughs> they reformed. really do share all their gold. They, yeah, they've been they're so reformed. nice. It's it's just like being on a naval ship. It's uh, you know, it's all hunky dory. It's all well and good. It's all fabulous fun. You know, scurvy, teeth falling out, things like that. It's always a good time. <laughs> it's, it's always a, it's always a, it's a good time. Uh, but anyway, we got a lot to talk about today. Later on in the uh, show, we're going to hear from uh, John Harris. He's got his big auction coming up today. Go to harrisauctionsllc.com, uh, and you can peruse through the uh, vast amount of uh, firearms that they are going to be auctioning off today. Uh, they have a great big pile of iron that they're going to be giving out there, uh, selling it off today. So it'll be a good day for somebody. There's some pretty toys on there. I was on there the other day. I'm like, oh, yeah, need more there, money. there are some really good ones. And then uh, a little bit later on, we're going to uh, talk to one of our most favorite people in the entire world. I'm right here. No, Al. Al's Meats? Al's Wild Meats. Oh. He uh, announced it on Facebook, I think, on Tuesday that they were officially open. And, you know, getting ready for the season. Yay, Al. Which means that in about uh, two months, he'll be calling us going, please, for the love of the Lord, don't tell anybody where I am. (laughs) Don't tell any more people. I can't take any more coolers. It it is amazing how many people have started to use Al over the years. It just. Just because of us. Well. It's all our own fault. And you know what? It's uh, success breeds. Uh, success. I'm sorry. He has a very good product. He does an extremely good job, and uh, it's his own fault. Uh, you know, I mean, he, you know, looked at it and thought it was going to be one of these little part-timey things where I could just do it kind of every once in a while. At first, you got to remember, you remember George when he started. It was you know him by himself. I mean, out there in the shed, That's basically. A lot of well, last time I was there, there was probably like ten people running around there. He's got hired help out there now. What do you 
What, what are you, I was looking at uh, it, all you, this you, stuff. You're talking right at him. He's just like, do, 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 do. No, no. I, 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 <laughs> I Wake around. up, Bill. You know I what it is? Around. You know what it is? I mentioned the Harris auction, and now he's over there. I, like, I, I got to see what it, what's there, you know? <laughs> I have, I have, lost like, him. I have like a 10-minute window in be from one obligation to another <laughs> obligation, and <laughs> I today? might be able to go find something. Swing by and just stick your arm up real quick. Or Two fifty, and then uh, you know, <laughs> and run by. Right I have there. no idea what you're gonna get either. Yeah. Or, or I hand somebody some cash. I said, if it can get it for that, get it. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Well, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to Al is because I found this. Uh, someone actually sent it to me. They said, "You got your kids. I know you. I hear you on the show talking about how they love the 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 meat sticks and all that stuff that that Al makes, and of course the dried sausage, the smoked sausage, and things like that." He said, "But." We started making these a year ago, um, and you got if you got a guy down there, see if he can make them for you. And I said, well, what are they? And they're like, venison corn dogs. <laughs> you make you basically make it kind of like a, a like dog? a br- like a bratwurst, and and then they you know you you take and put them on a stick and batter them up and fry them uh, like a corn dog. That looks amazing. And uh, the recipes are actually pretty simple. So, I mean, I just don't know uh, what flavor I would use for that. Well, I mean, like a breakfast sausage thing or uh Well, I do turn around some of the people that we use up in Pennsylvania, um, my family uses. They do make hot dogs. That is one of the things that is made out of the uh, venison. Right. And so all you'd have to do is shove a stick in it and batter it. Well, yeah. well, you could do the pancake mix with the breakfast sausage. Oh, that would be and good. And have that. Yeah. And that would be good. And then wrap it in bacon. I just don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what uh, flavor, I mean, I'm trying to remember all of them that I got. You know, the smoked jalapeno with cheddar cheese. Got those. Did you ever get those? No. What? You never got those listen, made? Are you crazy? Li- what listen. are you nuts? What? You got a million pigs you've killed. You haven't had one of them made into that? I've done all my own processes. Okay, this whatever, all right, so you have the jalapeno cheddar cheese one, which would be pretty good. And then you have the smoked sausage one that he does that is extremely good. Then you have kind of the dried one. Then you have the breakfast sausage one. And then you have the bratwursty kind of thing. I'm going to have to look at his. Uh, he usually puts that little sheet up there every every year. I may have one here in the computer. But to see what recipe would go good with a corn dog. Because, you know, corn dogs are pretty bland. You know, they're like, you know, hot dog with, uh, you know, stuff around it. I mean, they're good. They're delicious. Don't get me wrong. But they could be better. They could be better. You're trying to improve on a corn dog? You can't improve on a A venison corn dog, man? Would that not just be awesome? Just talk to your brother and have him make some kind of sauce to go with it. Oh, yeah. Nah, because then it would be like some weird, you know, over the top Frenchy thing, French you know. French Yeah, yeah. It's, gonna have like, it's gonna have like mayonnaise in it and whatever else. Talking about your brother, they'll real call quick. it like a farige or something. I don't know. I right? knew your brother was a little redneck, but your brother's a lot redneck. What do you mean? Yeah. The other night, I'm sitting at home, and I get this. Was he out there in his underwear cleaning the catfish, no, nailed up to a pine tree? No, he's banging on my door. And he's like, "Hey, bro, what are you doing?" He's all sweaty. And I'm like, "What are you doing, dude?" Oh, I just got back from the dock. And look, man, look what I got. Look what I got. I go, did you go fishing? Well, kind of, but look what I got. He opens up this Publix bag. He's got a hogfish carcass and a snapper carcass. He's like, bro, I talked to one of the captains, and he gave me their carcasses. Let's put it in the oven to eat the bellies and the cheeks in them. I'm like. Oh, yeah. He won't let anything go. Oh, like, smart. I go, first off, bro, no. It's too much like work right now. I don't care. <laughs> Have at it, man. Have at it. But I'm like, you know, I just get to. 
That boy don't let nothing go to waste. No, yeah. I thought oh, it was yeah. hilarious. I'm surprised he didn't take the bones and make some sort of French, uh, you know, vichy soupy something or other. We, we actually decide to keep the carcasses and go shark fishing. Well, I told him, man, down there where he is, right there on the intercoastal. Yeah. I was like, why do you not have a crab trap out there? Are you crazy? I, I've actually thought about getting one. Right there off of that dock, that's a perfect place to do it. And I got my license for it, too. This is a secret spot, so we really can't right, talk so about it on the show? Uh, there is a little secret. It's in that direction. Yeah. But I can't tell you exactly where. I know. I trust me. I've already I've already checked it out. Google Earth and everything, man. I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've already got it's that. It's a perfect down. little spot, man. A little tucked away spot. Anyway, just forget we just told you that. Just concentrate on the venison corn dog. We're going to talk to Al about it a little bit later on in the show. We are the Bigger Wild Outdoors, brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford, which, by the way, have plenty of trucks. I'll tell you about that when we come back from break. Okay? Go ahead. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Bigger Wild Outdoors. Brent Gunn, Vince Noble, Bill George, Slick. Yep. We're all here in the studio today hanging out with you. And uh, as promised, I know uh, you, everybody, you know, watch a little bit of the news, listen to Shriner Show, whatever it is, and you hear all the gloom and doom and, you know, used cars are going through the nuts and, uh, you know, Nobody can get chips for anything, and there's a billion, 90 million cars parked in uh, lots all over uh, Iowa somewhere. <laughs> but uh, right now, I wanted to let you know that at Brandon Ford right now, they got the September, September Truck-tacular going on right now. So they do have uh, over 100 and something, 150 vehicles, trucks out there ready for uh, you to go and get one if you want to get a brand new car or truck. Uh, this would be a good time to be able to go do it, so it's it's all good. I okay, may, don't don't freak the freak out. They're they're still out I there. I may have to turn around and look at their used side. Bill, do yourself a favor. Go there. I've purchased two vehicles from Brandon Ford, and and I I tell you what, and this is not you know the PSA for Brandon Ford, but Brandon Ford they take care of you. They're friendly. Oh, and they don't beat you up, I, man. I That's the best I part. Doubt, I don't doubt that. The, my my biggest um, issue. Is I've been in a suburban since 1971. <laughs> yes, you have, okay. brother. It's a 2000. <laughs> I've, I've I've had a I've had a Toyota. but he's only had two. I've had a Toyota, <laughs> so, and, and the one I'm, the, I'm right now Mom, I'm in Pops, a. We'll find uh, the home here soon. <laughs> yeah, really. I'm 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 in the slightly short of a suburban right now, um, but it's about to turn 300,000 miles, and so that generally is about the time. We start thinking. Yeah. You think? No. You, no, you would look I good mean, in the expedition. I, I, I tried driving a Ford one time, and it it just all the buttons are in the wrong place. Uh, well, that's because you've been stuck in the same vehicle since nineteen seventy. <laughs> what the heck? They didn't have I buttons mean, in seventy one. I mean, that's like jumping out of a, a nineteen sixty five VW but, and jumping into a new day to Mazda and go, well, this doesn't look right. Yeah. Well, this we're. Where's that weird gear shift pattern that I've been doing for the past fifty years? I mean, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, that new expedition lineup, all those kinds of things like that. If you need that much room, 
mean, those things are huge. Well, bro. have you seen yeah. his Suburban? Huge. You yeah. see what's in his Suburban? I, that's what I'm saying. I, I might as well just run around with a U-Haul trailer yeah. on the back. Yes. <laughs> right? I, it's amazing. Somebody said, hey, we need paper plates at work. I said, hey, I think I got a stack of those. Yeah. He <laughs> went down and pulled out paper plates. The scary part is he knows where all the junk is in his car. Yeah. 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 And what I had to dig through to get to it. Yeah. Exactly. You're, you're like the Sanford and son of cars, bro. <laughs> but I know I do know that they have plenty of used vehicles there at times also. And so maybe I can That's hope funny. that a good um, Suburban or something comes through. Yeah. Well, F-250. I hope that you can uh, find the love of your life uh, here soon. I, I will say this, that not that this goes hand in hand, but have you looked at our Facebook page at all lately or anything like that? Have you? Have you perused it lately uh, yeah i mean did you go look at it like yesterday no, or today no or i haven't been on facebook that much you were on last week all i saw was nothing but gator pictures everywhere i was on gator Brief, gator gator Brief, gator gator Brief. picture here gator picture there there's a gator uh, picture that was self-promotion right there hey, well, probably I, I i tell you hopefully i'll have a gator picture tonight see what i say well the reason why i bring it up is because i got i got reprimanded by uh by social media yesterday because of a post that I put up. You yesterday. as an individual? Yeah, yeah. I, I tried to I tried to share a post that we have on our uh, Big and Wild page, mm-hmm. and they they slapped me on the wrist and said, "You can't do that." You know what I mean? You can't. You, it goes against standards. You, you just can't do that. And I was like, "What?" I sent a little. What do you call it? Where you uh, dispute it or whatever kind of dealio thing, whatever. Right. And uh, of course, I don't. I don't know what computer it goes to or talks to, and they go, no, it does not copy, you know, that kind of thing. I have, I have no idea. But the, the post that I was trying to share was, you've heard the spot that we run here for the Sportsman's Alliance, mm-hmm. you know, with the amount of hunters that we have here and all that other kind of stuff like that. And they're a great organization that are out there fighting the good fight for us every single day when it comes to uh, hunting and fishing and rights and, and things like that. They're one of the leaders of it. I know everybody thinks NRA is one thing, but Sportsman's Alliance literally focuses in on the use of BLM land, federal lands, state lands, your hunting privileges, things like that. They really fight for it. Well, they're, anyway, they're having their uh, big mega raffle that's coming up. And I posted it on our Facebook page, and I didn't get any you know, slap on the face for it. But when I tried to share it with some other people, they were like, no, you can't do it. This falls under the guidelines of gambling. And I was like, gambling? What, How is it? How's it gambling when I'm actually purchasing a ticket? And I go, oh, well, it's it's kind of a lottery type it's thing. It's a raffle. So, yeah, but it's a raffle. So huh? How can they say it's gambling when now you have all this fan duel and all these different now gambling things that are popping up on Facebook for NFL football? Oh, yeah. And the NFL is now embracing them like uh, the long-lost brother. Oh, hey, yeah, we're going to get in bed with you guys so that you could, like, uh, you know. Pete, Pete Rose has a little... <laughs> Pete Rose is probably screaming right now. <laughs> Pete Rose has, has a glimmer of hope. Yeah, he might make it to the Hall of Fame after all. <laughs> I mean, when was the last time you saw a commercial for Caesar's Palace oh. uh, on national TV? Never. Oh, it was uh, no, but now the Caesar's uh, whatever gamble, thing, gamble yeah. thing is all all over it. It's it's everywhere on there. But if you go check it out, there's a link there that uh, will take you to the Sportsman's Alliance where you could put in your. Uh, your info or our purchase tickets to go for the raffle and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, they're giving away a ton 
a ton of stuff. Over $250,000 worth of prizes. Quarter of a million dollars worth of prizes. Wow. I, I just have to wonder if you are on their radar. Who? You, Braden Gunn. On, on Facebook radar? Yeah. Well, as much uh Anybody who who's hunts, fishes, outdoors, owns a gun, talks about guns, they're on the radar. Yeah. Yeah, I, but not I, the Facebook radar. The ATF radar. Well, they, they could be there. They could be there too. I mean, I do have my discussions back and forth with my my elected officials. That you, I like you have to, plenty uh, of those discussions. You and Tim from uh, from my mayor here in this in this into my representative and my your senators mayor. and things like that and all that kind of stuff. Uh, can we talk about your? I mayor? didn't vote for the man, but he is our mayor. You know, I mean, it, it's so you know. Can we talk it, about the mayor of St. Pete for a second? Sure. Why not? Yeah. He's terrible, bro. Well, he's not here for long. I mean, this is his I mean, last I, well, here, Here's my thing. the my, my company I work for, right, right in the heart of St. Petersburg, they refuse to dump our garbage. And we pay our taxes and we pay our garbage. I have garbage built up on the back of my shop. They say, oh, your pickups are on Wednesday. Well, they don't show up until Monday. Then I change it for two times a week. And they don't show up for two times a week. Oh. I have to fight with the city of St. Pete yeah. every single day. I've already talked to Shannon Bacon, and she says if it's not under control, it's going on Channel 8. Ooh, well, the, the you got bacon is, on the board. Yeah, man. My, I'm not wife, playing. my wife calls our garbage collection service on a regular basis. Why? And you is know it so what hard? they do? If they fail to pick it up, she says, no, don't come the next day. Don't, you credit me for what services you failed to offer. I've tried that too. And and she gets my wife gets credit. Good look, God. Look, can look. you have her call me Monday? <laughs> look, just do it the easy way. Just pile it up in the street and catch it no, on fire. No, no, They'll no, show up. No. I mean, it, it works that way. Once you, you start burning the garbage, you, there you'll be fine. You turn around, you take a picture. If your garbage collection is on Tuesday, on Monday night, take a picture of it. And Tuesday night, you take a picture of it. And still being there, and then you pack it up in your pickup truck <laughs> and that you got from Hall. Brandon Ford, and you go to City Hall, and you <laughs> set it plug. on there, and you say, evidently, you can't find my business. I'm going to make it easier for you to find, and you give them the pictures <laughs> Bill, of I the I think I love you right now. <laughs> I love and, and I tell you that, and you turn around, and you have Miss Bank and go out there and meet you as you're setting it on to City Hall. That bill. Just like that, the FCC has gotten us taken down. There you go. <laughs> well, back to the giveaways on the uh, Sportsman's <laughs> Alliance uh, thing. Uh, grand prize, this is why I brought it up for Bill George. Uh, the grand prize is your choice of a 2022 Chevy Silverado, a 2022 Ford F-150 XLT four-wheel drive crew cab, or you can just take the $40,000 in cash. So then, yeah, then you can do whatever you want with it. If you want to go run around and be crazy, uh, they're giving away a uh, a tracker with a Mercury that's valued at around twenty grand. A ten day South African uh, safari for two, with two observers that gets you one blue wildebeest or a zebra, one impala, one warthog. So you can do that one. You can. That do, sounds awesome. You can do the the, the big hunt out there. Uh, they're giving away a uh, tracker uh, four by four. Uh, 300 five days in La Pampa, Argentina. Uh, that gets you a, uh, let's see, a black buck and a boar and uh, whatever else you want to, you know, point your barrel at, I'm sure. They'll, they'll probably do that kind of stuff for you. Out of those two hunts, which one would you do? 
I wouldn't mind. I have no desire to go to Africa, but I would like to go to Argentina after Carlos went down there, man. He's just, yeah. I mean, he just <laughs> had a great day. And I'm the same. I, I really don't des- desire to go over to Africa. Yeah. The other one is, uh, now this one here I would take above all three, which is uh, a coos deer hunt out in Arizona. Uh, that one's put out there because I've never never got one of those at all, ever. Uh, they also have a three-day, three-night uh, trip out in Alaska where you can go out and catch your fill of uh, halibut if you wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. A two-day private duck hunting uh, for three up in uh, Port Clinton, Ohio. Four-day, four-night duck and goose hunt for two in Bismarck, North Dakota. That'd be the one you want right there. And uh, eight-day, seven-night vacation in Belize and treetop cabanas at Cotton Tree Lodge. Mm. How much is the how much is the goose hunt one? The goose hunt it doesn't give you. Uh, it just says the prize value. prize number ten. I take you uh, for twenty bucks. I'll take you on a goose hunt in Bardmore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they got electric bikes. They got electric <laughs> scooters. You know that's the big thing now. You know to go out and go scout around with. They got a three day. Now this is another one that you don't want to pass. I saw up. one of them scooters underneath a truck the other day. Well, that that happens. Three day guided hunt for an oryx. Out in New Mexico. That would be fun. So you don't have to go to Africa to do that one. Uh, they also have a, a Maine bear hunt, five days, six nights. That would be a good one. And uh, they're going to give $2,500 to 10 winners. And they're also giving away a legendary Arms Works professional uh, rods. Uh, I mean, a, a gun. They got Browning Satori's, uh, Garmin crossbow scopes, so, Winchester Model 70. I mean, do they're giving away. So, oh, Wyoming Prairie Dog Hunt for two. With Bear Track Outfitters, no, that's always a great no. time. So does your wa- raffle ticket put you in for all the prizes, or do you have to pick? It just says, yeah, you just pick your raffle tickets here. So you buy your raffle tickets, and it goes for all these. You can buy uh, so you, you'll so get you something. So you buy a ra- ticket for each item that you desire to participate in? No, or? just buy tickets. I guess they just put them all in a hat. Uh, but Browning we'll Maxes, Christensen Firearms, uh, they've got uh, Vortex stuff they're giving away, a lot of Vortex spotting scopes, high point stuff. Win- oh, Winchester, a thousand rounds and five five six and nine millimeter. That goes to four different winners. They're giving away some Colts. They're giving away uh, loopholes, sco- scopes, safes. Uh, I mean, dude, it's literally click that purchase tickets, man. Come it's on, a, it's a quarter of a million dollars worth of stuff. Let's I all mean, put in a ticket. A ticket? We'll, we'll oh, do one hey, each. Hey, these are all treated like the alligators la- lottery. <laughs> <laughs> this is, but these are all desirable things. I mean, Moss, everything that anybody keeps asking for, Mossberg 930s, all that stuff like that, they're giving it away. If you want uh, your tickets, you can buy the mega tickets and go to uh, the Big and Wild Outdoors. Go to our Facebook page. There's a link right there. It takes you right to the, the raffle page right there. And uh, if you want to purchase tickets, you can do that. You can buy 50-50 tickets, or you can buy mega raffle tickets. It's all right there for you. I like it. Let's do it. I know. It's a good I got one. my card ready. Let's go. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors going to, to break. We will be right back and uh, talk to you further. That's what we'll do. Okay, Brady. Donut time. People are driving me crazy. 
What are you doing? I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get over to. Uh, you don't know who he is. I don't. I don't think you do. Do you know who James Stovall is? Do you know James? I've heard you say the name. Bill, you know who he is, right? Oh, yeah. uh, he's the world. He's the record uh, holder for the uh, largest buck killed in the state of Florida. Non-typical. Uh, non-typical. James is a big-time uh, superhero around the area for a long time. He's a guy who really. He's one of those guys who um, doesn't just pull off the side of the road and and walk in a hundred yards and uh, you know go in and and sit in the woods. I mean, this guy spends days, hours, months. Uh, going out and patterning, patterning, uh, you know, bucks, knows them pretty much by on a first name basis, and this, that, and the other thing. I mean, he really works his butt off, and then it's paid off for him. I mean, he's uh, he's a great deer hunter who does a lot of the hard work, and and it pays off. Uh, I've been following his saga for the past two days on his uh, social media page. He and his son went up to Georgia, and apparently, his son uh, whacked a pretty good buck. They named it Major, you know, Major Buck, and uh, he thinks he got like a liver shot on him. You know, uh, he was kind of, he was kind of cornering away a little bit and hit him archery, of course, hit him with a bow. And for the past two days, they've been trying to find it. He took off and ran, and they gave him time. You know, they didn't push him or anything. They said we'll start looking for him in the morning. So had to get up in the morning, <laughs> check you know social media and. He's out there sweating his butt off out there, you know, going through another trail. He's like, you know, do it in grid search pattern type thing. And the last I saw of him, he was out literally in a swamp, water up to about the top of his um, his rubber boots out there checking the water, you know, because sometimes deer will, you know, run oh. out there to get in that cool it, water and it, lay down. And George George had one one time he had shot with a bow, and that, it was a doe. It ran down a trail. And then the blood just ran out, and it's like, what the heck happened? And we couldn't find it. And so it was in the evening. The next day, we went back with a dog. The dog followed the deer right down that blood trail that we had, and then it kept going straight, even though the blood had gone. Well, all of a sudden, we get so far, and we realize, okay, that deer did not go this way. It may have been some of the other deer that it was with kept going. So we brought that dog back, and then the next time it went, we got down to there, and it realized that deer had turned around and come straight back down the trail it was going down, came back a ways, and then turned and went into a swamp. And we ended up finding that deer. You could barely see any part of that deer sticking up over the water. It, it, but that dog found it, you know. Well, that it, was one of the things everybody kept saying. Dude, they got Florida Blood Trailer Network up there in Georgia. You know, call them. I mean, uh, get them on Facebook. Uh, they'll come out there with a dog and – and help you find it and stuff, but uh, you know, for the past two days, he's been looking for it. And on the on the third day, I think he's like, uh, we finally saw some buzzards circling, but they're not in a real tight group. They're kind of spread out, so obviously they may have caught wind of it, but they just don't know where it is just yet. Which kind of led him to believe that it might be in the water, you know, because mm-hmm. they you know they rely on vision as well as smell, and that's why he went out to the swamp. But um, I wanted to show you guys. This was his first day. Of walking, oh my lord! He did the uh, he did a, a track my tracks thing on his on his phone, and it shows you where he walked, how he walked, and this is what he did on the first day. That's insane. I mean, that's uh, a lot of walking too. You, you can't say the guy's giving up on it, man. I, I you got to give him the dedication that he was out there doing. I mean, and and if you've ever lost, 
I, I, it could be a monster buck or it could just be a doe like what what yep. George did. And the feeling that you have when you know that you've killed that deer, it's out there dead, and you can't find it is just so disheartening. And, you know, when they tell when those other people who live in a different colored sky world than we do, when they tell you that we're these bloodthirsty, you know, uh, kill everything animals who just want to go out there and put trophies on the wall, you don't get that feeling in your body when you're a, a psychopath and you don't care. I mean, I've I remember I've never seen Glenn Kimmon so dejected as when he killed that he arrowed that ten point. And we went out there and did the same thing. We're walking through water. We got sticks. We're out there. And he was out there for three days in that water, up to his waist, feeling around. Anytime you bump into something, you put your hands down there, lift it up. I mean, all the sacrifice that he went through just to just go try to find this thing, um, to, to not be able to find it. And it just drove him insane. And I, was, I felt so bad for him, man. So how long before the meat is bad? And then how long before you actually give up? Well, it depends on the temperature that you have. It depends on the coyote population in the area. Uh, if you, uh, like in Missouri, I'll give you an example. If Missouri, if you hit a deer and it runs off, uh, by the time you find it, probably three-quarters of it is already gone. Uh, you find coyote. it the next day, the coyotes will just, you can it, hear them at night, man. Uh, first day during rifle season out there, you're up on top of a hill, and all you hear in the distance, I'm that was like that when we were in um, They're everywhere calling everybody. Found it. It's over here, bro. When we were cleaning that deer. No, that was the archery guy. Oh, What's yeah. his name? Yeah. The coyotes. We can hear them out in the distance. Like, right. They're getting close. Yeah. Well, and and I would say depending on the temperature, I mean, if, uh, if it's frosty and things like that, day or two, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But uh, as James pointed out, once the temperatures climb up and the smell starts rising and buzzards show up, and uh, now you're just looking Meat to try head. to find the 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 rack or whatever yeah. it is. And and it all depends. Is it in water? What type of damage was done to the animal? How much the bugs have gotten into it? Uh, you know. Well, the water was the other question too. It's like, all right, if it's submerged under the water, doesn't it get all bloated and watery? Yeah, and not, no, because it's it's sealed. I mean, it, it. I don't have a problem with the fact that it is got a hide on it. You know, it's a hide's keeping the the water off. It's already saran wrapped. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's waterproof. So. <laughs> so you know, but if you turn around and get that stuff out and the blow flies and everything all start getting in there, it, it's just Yeah, it's that, over. That that's that's not good. If it's if it's still underwater, right. that means that it's not really started to percolate yet. If it's floating Listen. then uh, you're like, all right, who who wants to Tie this bandana around their nose and go over there and uh, cut that uh, that rack off of there. <laughs> Every everybody has different levels of tolerance for you know rot, rot, yeah. kimchi. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, that's a good point. I, I, I'm sorry, you know. So what, my point is, what's the point where you can't throw it on the grill anymore? Well, the, the thing is, that depends. I mean, I, I've told this story a million times. We used to go to hi hat down there and hunt. I remember one time opening up the freezer and, you know, you got all that smoke that comes out because it's a thousand degrees out here and it's nice and cold in there. And I walked in to get uh, a dough that I had hanging in there for a week because that's what we would do. We'd shoot it on the Sunday, leave it for a week. You shot another one, hang that one, take those home. So you're always taking, you know, two seasoned deer back home. 
I look over in the corner and there's this deer there. And I look over in the corner, there's another deer there. And I look over in the corner and now there's this white deer there. And I, I talked to the guy. I was like, dude, somebody shot an albino deer? I thought it was literally an albino deer. <laughs> and he said, no. He said, uh, go go take a look at that. And I got up close and it was just covered with um, with fungus. It was covered with this white little hairs of uh, Dry fungus. aging the deers? This guy would not, he would not take it home until it went through that process twice. So he would go in, clean all that off, clean it all off with, uh, I think, uh, Clorox water or something like that and clean it off and then leave it hanging, and then he would go get it processed. What? <laughs> well, that's I was that, like, dude, seriously? And and that that has a lot to do with how you... Uh, how you like your texture and everything else. <laughs> I guess so, my uh, lord. You know, I bet you he wow. could cut it with a, 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 a fork. Oh, yeah, easily. I mean, okay. uh, you wouldn't even want to turn that into sausage or anything but like that. You look at the different way people age stuff and do stuff. Up that in, is true. Up in Pennsylvania, if it's cool out, we may leave a deer hang for, for a number of days. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's not... And, but that's like that's cooler temperatures, out of the sun, no direct sunlight. Keep it in a garage or something like that. It it, it doesn't have to be frozen. You go by, you go by, you drive around those big old barns in Missouri, and the big barn doors are open, and they got the front end of the tractor up with the you know the shovel on the front, the front end loader type thing. There'll be four deer hanging there. Yeah, and they're they're gutted and everything, but it's you know it's it's cold. It's thirty two degrees or whatever. Well, as long as it's gutted, you can hang it and, for a few days. Well, yeah. and it helps to air it out, dry yeah. it out, all that stuff. But they'll be there. You go by the next day, they're still there. Go home that night, they're still there. Go by the that next day, me. and they're, they're still there. And even in the fifties, we've let deer hang for for a couple of days. Yeah, so, if it's not really, really, it, no, really bad, the humidity's I, low. I mean, it's it's not right. really, it's not so bad. So, I mean, there's no good. Now, if you turn around and ask the USDA, could you go put it in a Publix? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. it ain't making it to the shelf in the grocery but, store. But if you go back in time, you know, people have had ways of keeping meat non-frozen and that for Lots a long of period. Salt. Smoke, pepper, all those things. Yeah. Everything's been used. Sugar. I mean, uh, you, you coat it with sugar. It, it helps to keep it down. Honey. Honey keeps down bacteria, all that kind of stuff. There's ways to do it. Yeah. I remember the one time that I was watching some uh, PBS, whatever it was, they were talking about in the old English days and how they would hang pheasants out on the porch. <laughs> yeah. uh, what, and when a, their head fall off, yes. that's when you eat them. Yeah, they'd hang it by they'd hang it by a, twi- a piece of twine around its neck, and uh, if you could go out and you could pluck it off easily, or it fell off on its own, then it was okay. Then it was <laughs> ready nasty, to eat. It was ready. And I was like, dude, that is like nasty. Couldn't imagine. He's yelling at you again got his hands up don't shoot thing going on over there what are you doing man? <laughs> <laughs> all right we're gonna take a break it is the big wild outdoors braden vince and bill george and slick hanging with you this morning hang out and we'll be right back Welcome back, everybody, to Pick and Wild Outdoors. Braden Gunn, 
Vince Noble, Bill George. I feel like we're watching Miami Vice or something. <laughs> Super slick. Yeah, that's what I was doing. I was just doing the, uh, you know, doing the uh, the credits uh, before the show. You, there, that's you cool. know, you hear things like nicknames and slick. I kind of wonder how they get that name. Because you know? he's uh, he's slicky. He's Sounds smooth. He's smooth. He's smooth. He's slick. He's slickety slick. Uh, he shaves a lot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> some days he's stubble. Some days he's slick. It's just one of those. It's one of those. It's just one of those days. You know, and today he's uh, he's slick. It's a uh, good song, by the way. It is. We got a few minutes before the uh, top of the hour, and uh, let's go ahead and knock this out. Uh, we got a few minutes before we get to hour number two. I just wanted to give you this one. We like to give you the updates on uh, the firearms community just quickly. As you may know, um, this past year, uh, starting with about around the toilet paper shortage, uh, it seemed that when uh, the stimulus checks went out there so you could go uh, pay your rent and make a car payment and buy some groceries for the kids and stuff like that. It seems like more and more people maybe have showed up at the gun counter. You know what I'm saying? Do, do you think they thought afterwards, well, I really didn't intend to get a national gun buying spree going. Yeah, with probably. You know, you probably know. Yeah. You, you know some, you, yeah, somebody in the uh, White House administration probably went, Dude, I think we kind of screwed a pooch on that. Yeah, 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 absolutely, Drake. Uh, but uh, we've, uh, you know, we routinely try to tell you about um, about the good American folks out there that are buying. But it's, I mean, the amount is impressive. It really is. Uh, many more of those purchasers, as we as we've told you, were first time gun owners. But according to a recent survey with the National Shooting Sports Foundation, more than 3.2 million people bought their first gun on the only in the first half of this year. And then the survey also indicated that another 3.2 million uh, makes up roughly about a third of the purchases so far this year. Uh, this is based on their estimating a total of 9.8 million background checks conducted for the sale of firearms from January to June wow. 2021. Holy crap. January to June. <laughs> so while this year's numbers might not be uh, eclipsed, the absolutely incredible numbers that put up from last year, they're not far off the pace, indicating that uh, the increase in first-time buyers is still continuing and firearms ownership in general has not stopped. And um, uh, out of San Diego, a story came out that said close to half of the U.S. gun buyers since the beginning of 2019 have been women. A shift in the market long dominated by men, and the preliminary results of the 2021 National Firearms Survey, designed by uh, uh, some folks out of Harvard, and the Public Health, and Matthew Miller of Northwestern University, estimated that another 3.5 million women became new gun owners uh, from January 2019 through April of this year, and about another 4 million uh, men became gun owners in that period that they found. That's right, ladies. Stay strapped or get clapped. Well, I can tell you this much. Uh, the sale of the Smith & Wesson EZ 380 has been through the has been through the roof. Seriously. They're easy to pull back, easy to load, easy to carry, grip safety. April, April has her pea shooter. She's good. I don't know who any of these people are you're talking about, so uh, <laughs> it's all good. But uh, good on you. Keep it up. An armed populace is a very quiet and calm populace. For the most part.
We're going to take a break. Hour number two is right around the corner. You guys stay right there. Don't forget, later on, we're going to be talking with John Harris, who's going to be calling in from Harris Auctions about his big gun sale going on today. And then a little later on, we got Al calling in from Al's Wild Meats. Always a good guy to talk to. Give us some tips, and I'm going to work on that corn dog thing with him. Is that cool? Let's do it. All right. We're going to take a break, you guys. Brought to you by Brandon Ford. Good folks. Still got trucks on the lot. If you need one, don't freak out. They got them there for you. Over 150 of them. Waiting for you to go get one today. We'll be right back. 